Hello everyone and welcome to Artist Date. My name is Pedro Bonato, this is Jana Komarnitska. And uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been with us uh, for a while, welcome back. Um, we are here in a small beach town in Brazil. And uh, since we left the, well, the war in Ukraine, where we were before, if you're following our work, you've seen episodes where we discuss that. And uh, right now, we are in uh, the small beach town next to Vitoria in the southwest of Brazil, I guess. It's like north of Rio. And uh, we've been here for actually almost uh, two months and a half. No, almost three months. Almost three months, yeah, on the 21st. In yeah. a few days, we'll be three months. Yeah, again. and today is, uh, what, 113 days since the beginning of the invasion in Ukraine. So that will, of course, impact us uh, quite a lot. And you're going to probably hear that for a while. And uh, for the last previous episodes, we've been trying to focus on our thoughts on how art can help with um, humanitarian efforts. And we devoted a whole episode, uh, the last episode, for this particular um, endeavor and uh, how our lives have been changed since we've been traveling nonstop for the last year and a half. And then uh, suddenly we are uh, in a kind of different situation. Uh, you're going to say something. I also mention, first of all, that this show is usually about uh, creative life, uh, art, creating art, uh, working on projects, uh, living and traveling together. And obviously for the last um, three months, uh, it was greatly affected by political causes too. And uh, our life, uh, including travel and work-related stuff, was very much um, impacted by this. So. Just to mention that this is, per se, it's not about politics, the show, yeah. it's about artistic life, creative life, but since uh, we have a very deep connections with Ukraine, I'm Ukrainian, my family is there, we spend a lot of time in Ukraine, uh, literally yeah. we were in Odessa, then everything where was about to start, so that's why we are also talking about art as a Mm, thing that was impacted and art as a tool to help and make some difference. Yeah, and uh, well, as you can see, we are in this uh, boat, I guess, <laughs> here. And uh, we were trying to find different locations uh, to, to record the, uh, the, our show. And well, if you're listening, you're probably not being able to see this, but go on our social medias and our, um, like, where we have show notes and all information about the show yanadance.com slash artistdate you'll be able to check the location we chose to do this and uh, it's kind of funny that um, um, we were looking around basically we were lucky that uh, we were able to stay at uh, my parents house here in Brazil uh, they retired and went to the beach that sort of trope that happens when people are lucky enough to be able to retire and go to like a more quiet place, let's say. And this particular boat that is uh, that we're sitting on, it's been uh, here since, well, since they moved, what, two years ago. Um, there is the, the owner leaves it here. Lots of people do photo shoots. And uh, whenever it's like weekends, people do barbecues and stuff around this uh, beautiful place. You'll be able to see, um, I'll include, I guess, some images of the beautiful beach that we have uh, in front of us, very calm, very placid. 
And um, I don't know, I was kind of drawn since the beginning to do a, a show, like to do an episode in this boat for many reasons. Um, and the funny thing in this case is that usually both either Jana or I have very specific ideas of what to talk about in um, Artist Date. And in this, um, in this case, we were trying to keep consistent. Then you were like, do you know what you want to talk about? And then I said, nope. And then you said, oh, I don't know either. So we decided to... Oh, you do? <laughs> you tricked me. Um, and we were thinking of uh, like what to talk about. And then I thought, you know what? The environment where you were in, it sparks different ideas and different uh, influences. So this already happened to me, but since you smart ass know what to talk about, so go ahead, what do you want to talk about? It's actually also the idea was last minute uh, thing that came to my mind, but also inspired by environment and uh, uh, trying to make short, long story short, uh, it actually was about getting used to things but it came this realization like i mean of course we understand that oh people we tend to get used to good and bad things uh, uh whenever they appear in our life and we experience it many times in different countries you start getting used to things and they become not noticeable uh it's kind of by default and then you can only see them again when you go somewhere else in another environment that it's not by definition by default like those things exist or they happen at a specific time and many thoughts and uh, talks about like the advantage of travel how it's eye-opening because we are basically in the unknown environment uh, that we see everything for the first time and we can also reevaluate what we are used to at our uh, home-based or other countries that we visited or already visited enough to get used to them let's say but this specific one struck me today um, uh, because uh, so when we were in odessa that was basically the whole winter or fall and winter uh, just before we left due to situation in ukraine uh, but all we spent there four months, and my main priority there uh, for you too, I think, one of the main priorities was actually focus on health, and specifically, I really wanted to get back to shape because our previous trip to Turkey with all the uh, sweets and uh, excitement of try this, try that, try that, really got it out of control. So I was like, okay, no, time to fix it, and all the entire four months was really focused a lot on um exercising on uh, meal plans i was really going uh very enthusiastically about it and very motivated in terms like oh it feels good it it goes it, i see results etc and then suddenly everything was stopped due to the political events in ukraine due to the war all the stress that first month that everything happened i literally couldn't do anything except of looking at the phone scrolling for news like every two minutes updating the feed like okay is anything happening what's going on what's going on what's going on and of course in this case uh funny enough we moved back to turkey for first month that yeah. it happened so lack of exercising although i really tried and we had even access to gym that time but still lack of exercises, uh, stress, and really not caring about neither what you really eat nor how like you look or anything else, like not caring about anything else at all, really uh, resulted in uh, 
getting out of control the situation um, one more time. And when we decided to come to Brazil, the idea was like, it was a bunch of factors why exactly like, oh, your family is here. We can kind of like, they didn't see us for a while. We were still like more or less planning at some point anyway to go. We were also, they were worrying and it felt like, okay, it's a nice spot to kind of re-gather uh, energy and to, to put your thoughts together and to see and we were also not really in the traveling mode and exploration mode which is our typically like work projects travel etc like in the situation what's happening in ukraine that was kind of out of uh, of the menu <laughs> it was not even the discussion because it was completely like uh, out of even range of uh, thoughts of pos possible uh, things to do. So we thought like, okay, Brazil would be a nice uh, place to kind of uh, pull yourself together, let's say, and wait uh, to decide what's next. And then when I was uh, coming here, I was thinking like, oh, at some point I may start paying again more attention like to exercise and to to food like it was not really the goal priority but it was on my mind that okay i will probably at some point will pull myself together to continue the path and to go to goals that i actually wanted and then i remember so now i'm coming finally to story i know it's a long side tangent but i remember i was thinking like okay i cannot repeat what i was doing in odessa here it's literally impossible uh and it's not even about access to gym like there are a bunch of exercises you can do without gym but it was more about meal plan and for me it was not even the family gatherings or like this social dynamics of food it was first like i am in brazil i cannot imagine refusing local fruits like why <laughs> why would i do it to myself because who knows when will be next time and i am really obsessed with uh, uh like different exotic fruits. Like, brazilian fruits i yeah. cannot understand why people are so kind of like calm about it i couldn't <laughs> understand and i was like no like i'm not gonna do it so i was like okay you know it's not really priority i'll put it at some point uh, when we go back right now it's like my task at least not to get it even out of control more at least like pay attention to stay on the same like physical um shape as i came here and then why i'm bringing up because i actually this few days or almost a week now thinking like you know what i probably will do one of these meal plans and come up with this idea of refusing uh fruits for like three weeks uh fruits along with other like stuff that is typical for whenever we're talking about meal plans or diet and etc but fruits is one of the things that many people think oh it's healthy and nice but if you want to get back in shape and like lose weight fruits are unfortunately um out of <laughs> of um at least big quantities of fruits and why I realized what was happening because um, every Saturday we typically were going here to a farmer's market, which is like in the nearby city, about uh, in Vitoria actually, like about an hour drive from where we are. And I was getting a bunch of fruits, a bunch of stuff which lasted for like four or five days. And now actually we're not even going every Saturday. We go once or two weeks 
and they last for like two weeks. And it's not because I started like, oh, I'm not eating. For now, I'm just going intuitively like how I feel. And it's one of those things that struck me like, oh, you start getting used to it. Oh, I don't need a bunch of foods in a day. I'm okay with one or two food per day. And I, I feel happy. I feel okay. Mm. So it just for me, maybe my obsession with like, you know, Brazilian fruits here. And then realization, oh, you can get used to literally anything. Not that I got used to it, but I feel way calmer about it. And it's just the same thing that we every time we go to the beach, we are shocked that typically there is no one here. Like, it's like, I mean, maybe a few people, but it's a beautiful beach. It's uh, sunny. It's warm. Like, depends on the day. Like, today, you see, we are, like, uh, a little bit dressed up, too. But uh, there are still days that are super sunny. You can go swim. It's, but there is no one. And here, there are two things. That First of all, for people, local people, it's considered winter. So for them, it's considered cold. Although it's not. There are days that are, like, above 30 degrees. It's not the definition of cold. And also because this beach is right always there for them. Like they kind of get used to it. And it's not something that would excite the same way as a person who doesn't have beach, let's say, doesn't have food. And this applies to absolutely everything uh, in our life. It's just these few things like really stroke me like, oh, you get used to things that are there on a consistent basis. Yeah, and that's um, for the good and for the bad, yes. right? It's like, uh, well, with the fruits, I was going to make a joke that you're going every two weeks because now we buy way more fruits to last for two weeks. No, but... we buy the same quantity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, there is this uh, thing that happens a lot with um, when you, I guess, anytime you either you travel or you start something new, that you have this image of what's going to be and then how reality is. And sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's different. But uh, at least for me, I was, um, I was afraid of, um, by coming here, to be, uh, let's say, to have other things other than the war and the work we can do to help there, to be distracting. Uh, my mind it was one of the main concerns I had because there is always like with uh, well family friends and the new environment there's new things that you start like yeah. um, start pulling your attention and at the same time I was thinking oh we have actually the advantage of well working online and working um, being able to take this time to um, regroup refocus and uh, taking advantage of it and um, yeah, certainly for me it was well, like in Brazil, people know uh, we are known for our fruits, but we're also known for meat and a lot of barbecues and things like that. And uh, in this particular part of the country, a lot of fish too. So it's been this thing about food. So it has been, uh, and I have been dying to actually do like use the grill every day, do like uh, different kinds of food. So it has been a little bit of focus on that. And as you said, like in, in uh, Odessa, I was like exercising every day, going to sauna and doing like very um, like more intense work to try to lose weight and all that stuff. And now to me, it sort of seemed frivolous, like sort of seemed like, oh, why would I worry about that? And then at the same time, um, then I gained some weight back here. But at the same time, I understand now like uh, that it was a necessary time to rethink and retool. 
because we didn't know if this war was going to be like just a few days. We didn't know if Ukraine was going to win or lose. And the, from what it seems right now, as Yana said, 113 days off, uh, since the invasion, and it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. And uh, even though most of our family there and friends are somewhat safe, we know all the horror stories of the people related to that. But then there is this thing of, I'd say almost like a new understanding, at least for me, of um, something I think I may have mentioned on the earlier episode too, but it's like, what would you do if the war was over? And what would you do if the war was going to continue? Mm -hmm. And the things that are, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, common to both of them, not that you would do focus necessarily on doing them, but you at least know the things that would remain constant, or at least that they would manifest themselves in some form. And uh, one of the things that, um, at least to me, was, um, let's say, uh, on the back of my mind all the time was like, okay, the kinds of photo projects, for example, that I like to do, or that was on the cusp of starting new things, they sort of cannot be done here, or at least I don't know how. And um, at the same time for music and other projects, they very much can. And so I was thinking what, how to reshift the focus and how to work between the want from something you can't have right now compared to what you can have, but because you can have, you don't want, uh -huh. you know, like that kind of, uh, that kind of a thing. And so I started doing like, okay, let's try to do one new thing a day, like slowly, but with no commitment of like, oh, this is the plan. If I don't follow completely the plan, everything falls apart. It was like, okay, I'll do one meditation session. I'm going to go one day and take some sun in the morning. I'm going to start doing like yoga, start doing some squats, some push-ups, things like that. It's on the, let's say, body part, uh, body area of uh, focus. And then art-wise, it was like, okay, things that I can do here that it would be better to do here, start working on those things, which is why I started literally yesterday, I picked up my little keyboard, I think we mentioned it uh, before, uh, but it's uh, so that you can create electronic music. It's not electronic in the sense of toots, 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 but using virtual instruments to create uh, mm -hmm. music, drum solos and things. And um, then started doing that. And um, these at least walks I've been doing uh, almost every day uh, here looking at, at the, the horizon. It has started to bring some clarity in... Uh, in, uh, in what to do, to the point that for the first time, even though it's a kind of funny situation for me, because usually we were either, okay, what's the next place? Or what can we do at the place where we are? And then be, let's say, uh, enchanted by that spot. But for me, it's not the case here. And it's sort of like, you have a, your safe harbor, your boat is on the shore, so you can decide where to take it next and you can retool your boat which is why i actually thought it was kind of funny that we went from port city to port city since the war right so we were in a port city or in odessa then we went to istanbul which is also a port city and then we came to vitoria and the surrounding area where we are which is also very much about port and one of the things i thought about doing this from the beginning since we came here almost three months ago and i haven't done it once because i couldn't find the place was actually to get a kayak and go into the into the 
into the, the ocean just because it's something I really enjoy uh, and I haven't done it in a long, long time. Um, and then I thought those certain things, just like you get used to them, they do not happen spontaneously on their own, especially yeah. when you're an adult. You have to make those uh, things that you want happen. And uh, as they say, you can't have enough of what you don't really need. It will come to you, right? And uh, so that's sort of like what has been on my mind and this idea of what symbolically you put in front of you and what um, calls your attention. In my case, it's a lot of um, ocean-related um, themes. And uh, that's why I thought, huh, let's see if this boat can bring some inspiration. <laughs> that's why you wanted to do it on the boat for such a long time <laughs> to record. Yeah. Um, which actually brings me to another idea that, uh, yeah, we get used to things, both uh, we get used to good things and also we get used to problems. Like for good things, like even like the story that I sh uh, tell, like of course it's kind of a silly, like funny story about fruit, like who really cares about that right now in our situation. But at the same time, it's like the, like was clear demonstration, like, oh, you sometimes forget how many good things you have around you and only focus on the problems. At the same time, you the same way start get used to the problems and um, bad things. And uh, coming back again to the, the topic that was uh, a red thread throughout our last couple of uh, episodes, it's uh, war news in Ukraine and how much people unfortunately kind of got used with meaning they start paying less attention really, especially on the international uh, scene and even within Ukraine, like people just really, I'm not sure if get used is the right way, but at the same time, it is the choice of words because the same event, like bombing somewhere in certain area, feels very different. Like in the beginning, the first months, the first weeks, it felt like very intense and sharp. And I don't know how to describe it. There are no real words to describe it. Now it feels the same, but as if it's slightly numbed. Yeah. And as if you kind of get used to hear those news, and especially this is also very um, uh, illust illustra illustrative uh, within the international community. They even have some statistics on social media, like all oh, the interest uh, on Instagram to posts about war in Ukraine went down like 22, 22 times uh, uh, down than it was in the beginning. and. Uh, Mm, because it lasts for such a long time, this is something that I am personally like really afraid, and I think many Ukrainians are afraid too, that the world kind of get used to, oh, okay, there is something going on in Ukraine. And uh, the whole idea and reminder about, oh, we are very easily get used to something that is there on a constant basis, it's to be aware and to be awake and alive for good things, but also to be aware and be in touch even with whatever bad things are happening in general in the world oh i'm sure everyone can figure out identify spots in their own personal life on this level yeah um, yeah this thing about uh, getting used to it like of course it's there is the new cycle like that uh, the 
there are many reasons why news uh, appear and disappear about a specific topic like uh, and specifically like with Ukraine we felt it literally home right so it's uh, it's kind of a strange thing of course that's like do not forget this things are happening and as it seems like it's going to last for for a while the normalization of uh, violence and atrocities is not let's say the the best thing but it has been the case since before ukraine yeah so it's one of those uh, those things that i guess it's sort of like just like when you're young and you haven't lost a loved one and then suddenly it's the first time you do then you 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 have one kind of reaction and then slowly you start losing other people and you sometimes learn how to cope or to deal with it but in my case what I'm thinking about uh, is like I always try to come back to what I can control and what I can do so then uh, for example how the news are treating I have let's say very little impact on what can uh, can be done there aside from the fact that we as artists can uh, bring awareness bring attention to 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 what's going on and so it sort of like becomes you come back to first principles because you're forced to mm -hmm. so what are the first principles that you are uh in that um, will remain constant or at least they will they will keep manifesting no matter the circumstance and so in this uh first principles like uh, approach to things that i was uh that i was uh, considering for both work and the regular life I started thinking of looking at the projects we had right before the war and what we wanted to be doing for this year, which was like concretely to go to like Egypt, Uzbekistan, uh, Morocco. Morocco, like if, like and a bunch of other places, and to develop these projects: music, dance, uh, podcast, video, some influencer marketing kinds of things we wanted to do for brands. Like there are. Um, some fine art photography works that I wanted to do and all that. And they, um, right after the war started, they seemed like so far away in the sense of like, I re we did, both of us really didn't feel like, how can we go and be exploring Uzbekistan and then coming at night and looking at atrocities that are happening close to our homes, to family, to our friends. And so it seemed a little bit, um, how can I say, strange to focus yeah. on uh, that. Um, it's like it's not how you wanted to be doing those things. And then I started rethinking um, in most of our, the work we were trying to do besides regular work was how can we help directly people in, um, uh, in Ukraine like uh, with like your efforts, your uh, scholarships, with my and the classes, with my, my book to, to support Ukraine with, uh, and all the other things we were like behind the scenes trying to do to help. But then I started thinking, okay, what is sustainable where an element of humanitarian work will always be there and an element of art being uplifting in the sense of literally picking you up and sometimes serving as a, as a guide. So I started thinking of this, maybe that's why I was like so attracted to the idea of the boat and the ocean because the ocean has this limitless possibilities and at the same time a lot of dangers with stones and things that can sink your ship so how strong can you make your ship and how much because if you start trying to make the perfect ship you will never set sail yeah. 
And uh, if you have not enough of a strong boat or if you don't know to swim or improvise, you will be caught uh, very soon. So I was sort of like thinking about that. And then what I decided to do was to do, I think in one of the books that you were reading uh, on that Atomic Habits or something, and uh, on some of the podcasts that I was listening to about neuro, neuroscience, they were um, talking about certain things that you can do, let's say, programmatically in your life, like wake up early or go and get some sun on your skin or things like that, or work on breathing techniques or things like that, that basically a real small recalibration sort of gives an access on that uh, ocean you're trying to, to navigate. And s those are sort of like, not, not as tricks or hacks, but how you get out of balance to what you know you're supposed to be doing. And that if you stop doing good things in a time of crisis, it will not help you get back into a good position. Yeah, I had oh, kind of the same uh, um, motifs in my mind and in my like actions, but it's, uh, it's this thought that focusing on some personal, uh, personal and work-related, like with personal, let's say, goals and stuff is not necessarily, like for some people, it may be a distancing from the problems, especially like these grand problems we cannot control directly. But for me also, the underlying sort of thought throughout these three months was this uh, feeling which I was sharing before in the episodes of um, helplessness, how small you feel in front of such a big disaster. And these three months also brought realization of the importance of personal work and taking care of yourself. It's like this the very obvious idea, you put masks first of all on yourself, then on the kid or someone else at the airplane, which may feel egoistic, but at the same time it's important and necessary. And I have been thinking about last three months, for instance, if we didn't do some work um, on our projects, we would not be able to offer any like help. Even in the form of uh, like your book that we talked mm. literally the episode before, if you didn't do those photos and didn't focus on your projects earlier, you would not have anything to offer to help yeah. later. Uh, the same with the Yana Dance Club, like our teaching platform. Like if you didn't work on it, if I didn't record all those classes and all those materials and we didn't build it together, we would not have opportunity to offer those scholarships that we were talking also in the previous episodes to some Ukrainian kids for them to keep working and keep uh, being able to continue their like dance exploration regardless of the situation. And then on the other hand, there was a many situations that we were facing like our limitations. Oh, we wished we did this. Oh, we wish we were able to contribute more, to help more, or at least to solve this problem and maybe not worry about some possible problems for ourselves. So we don't worry about ourselves. We can direct that energy on other people and helping like our friends, family, and in general, like things. So that's why like after now, like, you know, the initial like shock and freeze uh, goes away, it's, uh, it feels like even more important to actually focus on things and your own work to be able to strengthen yourself because only from that position you can actually go and help. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's been uh, kind of weird uh, uh, 
transition in uh, in projects, even uh, being back in Brazil when it was not what we were uh, planning to to do had a little bit of a impact on my mind. And it was funny. I was wor I was talking to a friend of mine in Canada, and um, she asked to see the oh like where you are and all that stuff. And I said, oh, yeah, I have the beach literally right in front of our house. Like we have no of like let's say of the regular problems that while well, in Ukraine they're having problems like real ones and even literally sometimes people come here and ask for food and Brazil has its problems and then um, uh, she was saying oh my god it's so perfect there like uh, it's like one of those things when you are in cold Toronto with lockdowns and things like that you dream of escaping to a sunny beach as if the redemption was there right and uh, what do you have to do to be able to go to those places which is what when we have a regular job is what we try to do and then um and this is not being ungrateful this is not being ungrateful to the situation where you are it's actually exactly the opposite is that sort of like i think i mentioned this before we saw this idea that you carry your weather inside it's like of course the, the environment will influence you but as you get used to certain things you sort of bring that level of happiness action to the way that uh, you usually are and so this balance between the letting the environment change you for the better and uh, avoiding the traps that that environment will will get to you like uh, it's um it's been sort of like on my mind this idea of like whenever i look at the horizon i imagine bombs like in uh, in other places so it's um it's a totally different uh, situation. And there was one time that a uh, couple, one week ago, that I had my first idea for a photo uh, to do here. And I haven't um, thought of anything creative in that sense of like something that I spontaneously would like to, to do. Usually I have many of them a day. And since the war started, I, I had none. And then suddenly I allowed myself to, okay, for this hour, Actually, it was like more like 20 minutes. I'm going to sit and not try to do anything specific. And then these ideas started to, um, uh, to appear. And, um, and I think that's sort of like, it's as if your creative work serves as a sale. Like mm -hmm. you put it up and then it will take you somewhere. But you need to put it up so that the winds can take you where that idea uh, did where usually we try to maneuver the boat in a let's say less efficient way and we don't notice that there is this magic sail that is the not necessarily artwork but like for anything that anything that has your attention and your drive I think it's um, it's uh, it's an important reminder I think it's also this tendency of not leaving any blank uh, spots in your day that you're always trying to be busy with something uh, like, okay, if I'm not working, maybe I can listen to podcast or maybe I can like go to some house uh, work, etc. Like this obsession with productivity. And it's not like we are productive because we are still procrastinating. We are still sneaking to scroll social media. We are still like doing stuff, but it's this shame of sometimes just sitting and just be sitting. Like not with a book in your hands, not with a headset in your ears, not with... A, something in your hands to do like but just literally like sitting and 
watching or like this what I call little blank uh, blank spots and uh, there is like this under appreciation of this uh, value of giving yourself this time even if it's just like a few minutes or five minutes per day uh, but uh, not feel guilty about not doing anything at that moment yeah it's uh, well it's a recurring theme in our thing but uh, in our episodes but uh, in today's life too and by chance i heard i forgot the name of the neuroscientist i'll try to put the link on the show notes but I was listening to a five-hour conversation mm. of uh, Jocko Willink and this guy. Apologies for not remembering his name, but um, and he's a neuroscientist talking about these, uh, like how the brain works. And one of the things that he was talking about is the the dopamine system, how you're being constantly um, addicted to getting stimulus all the time, and that's exactly one of the things that he mentions that is a good thing to do, at least like 10 20 minutes on the day like look at the horizon because that will relax your eyes too like and um, and it's not even meditating because that's a different um uh a different uh, activity it's just as you call it blank just to like sit and it's something that i guess not even a long time ago we had that for uh, for a while and now you have to fight to have it and you have to fight yourself, not even the world, mm-hmm. because there, as you said many times, you, you just pick up your phone automatically. Like, or you decide that, okay, now it's time to do this or to do that. So you are in that engaged mode of trying to have stimulus. And one of the things that he was talking about, and I know I'm very um, um, guilty of that, is to stack stimulus one on top of the other. I don't do it that way but i noticed with my nephews for example that they are like uh, 10 and 15 14 so then they i notice like of course we all do it's not about judging other people it's about observing things that we would judge on other people and try to find it in ourselves because it's there um and then i saw they were like two video games one on the computer on the video game youtube on another uh mm-hmm. uh app and and their phones and basically, it's like, okay, they're talking to their friend. And while they're waiting for one video game to load, they're playing quickly another one. And if that one is also loading, they go to a, a YouTube video. Maybe some of you listening to us is doing that right now. <laughs> but uh, I noticed that on them. It's like, oh, wow, I, I'm not on that level of uh, distraction. But I can certainly think that... Um, if I am, let's say, in between things, I'll get my phone. Or if I'm editing photos, I need to be listening to, um, to, to like a podcast or music. So how much of that stacking of stimuli makes you numb to the whole thing? And then you have to have, let's say, more and more uh, stimulus to keep the same uh, reward, let's say. And I think that's one of the things I've been trying to be aware of and trying to work. And it's like, okay, no matter what, I will go. I sit on my, not on the boat, but on my, on my, um, uh, by a tree and look at the the water. And before I was putting uh, this, let's say, drone music on the background to, to keep the mind. It's like, you know what, this beautiful sound of the ocean all the time. Why would I need extra stimulus? So I'm trying to take stimulus out Mm. slowly. So one of those uh, tricks that everybody can do in whatever situation you are, like uh, maybe useful. I'll be curious to know if you're listening um, till till now, like if you do something like that or um, 
if some, doing something like this would be useful to you? Well, I guess uh, in this case, on this note, we can keep this episode shorter. So if you are used to a bit longer episodes and uh, already planned this time to, to listen to us, then you can use this extra time to create a little blank space, <laughs> blank <laughs> spot in your day. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for watching us. Thank you for listening and following our activities. Uh, you can find more at uh, uh, pedrobonato.com, Pedro's website about his photography, also about the book that we talked uh, literally the episode before, pedrobonato.com slash ventry. And uh, you can also find more about my activities. Uh, although, try to do it not instead of this blank space right now. <laughs> uh, but you can find uh, some dance articles at yanadance.com or you can find some dance training, ballet dance, Middle Eastern uh, folklore dance training at yanadanceclub.com. And uh, let us know if you have any questions or if you got any interesting ideas or discoveries while giving yourself uh, space and time to just be with yourself. Yeah. Thank you for sailing with us today. <laughs>